I'm your host, Claire Deacon. After deciding survival wasn't enough, I set out on a path to live my best life. I wanted to thrive. Now I'm on a mission to support others. Think you're not good enough, confident enough, brave enough. I'm here to tell you you are and you can achieve anything. This is your time. So let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Happier Life podcast. I don't know what it's like where you are listening from, but here it's a really wet day. You might even be able to pick up on the sound of the rain as it hits the roof of the broom cupboard I'm currently talking to you from. For those of you in the UK, if you remember watching the likes of Ed the Duck and Gordon the Gopher, I'm sure you'll understand the reference. So how are you feeling today? How have you been over the past week? Is it just me or does the world seem a bit crazy at the moment? I'm thinking the universe is not quite on full form. The energy just doesn't seem to be quite right. Everything's all a bit erratic. Kind of like uh, Mary Poppins when the winds are changing. You know, something is about to happen, but not quite sure what it is. Or perhaps it's just me and I need to get out more. Anyway, some exciting things have been happening in the world of Happier. I will be opening up some spaces on my Reconnect programme next week. So anyone who is interested, please do get in touch. I will also be launching something new to support those of you who are not quite ready for the one-to-one experience and would like something to work on on your own. So if you want to ensure you don't miss out on any of those things that are happening, if you head on over to my website and sign up for the Happier Life newsletter, alternatively, you can DM me and I can send you more details. I also want to touch on the fact I'm aware that many of you have been experiencing adversity. The economic uncertainty is causing an impact on people's lives and their psychological well-being. And this has put some strain on relationships. I also know many of you who've been contacting me are struggling. And it's a really worrying time for many. So sending much love to you guys. I've also had the privilege this week of listening to a number of people sharing their stories of adversity that they've overcome. And some of you may have seen this week's or in the UK a part of my own story being shared in Women's Own. Those of you who have been prepared and able to share your vulnerability, I'd like to thank you and congratulate you for the progress that you have made. It is an incredibly humbling thing to hear your stories, to see how you are still showing up and holding on to the belief that tomorrow will be a better day. So congratulations and good luck to you in your journeys. I'd also just like to say a massive shout out to all of you who took the moment out of your day to check in with me on the day the magazine was published. I had several messages and calls from people and even had a couple pop over for coffee just to make sure I was okay. And that was really heartwarming. So thank you. So on that basis of everything that I've just said, I'd like to put out a bit of a challenge to you all. And again, I'm going to put this out on my socials. So head there to let me know you've done it. Um, 
And I want you to do three things today. So the first one, give yourself a big hug for all that you have endured. Then secondly, I want you to high five yourself and celebrate yourself for being the fabulous person you are. And then thirdly, I want you to reach out to someone and ask how they are doing today. And if possible, do this with in person or pick up the phone and speak to them. This has got a much greater impact than sending a voice note or a text. And we all become a bit too reliant on those mediums and forget that connection and what a difference it makes. So if you can take those three actions, that will make a difference to you and it will make a difference to the people around you. Anyway, on to today's podcast, I should myself. In case you didn't hear that quite right, I said should, nothing else. In today's episode, I really want to explore something that I so often hear. It seems commonplace to get to a point in one's life where we become a little bit lost, disconnected from who we are. I often ask clients whatever reason that has brought them to come and see me. I ask them what they want. And for some, this can be a huge initial barrier, one which we are not necessarily aware of. And it can feel quite uncomfortable to realise that. For some, it will ignite a defence mechanism that we've engineered and we may feel a little bit stuck and we have to do quite a bit of work to uncover what it is for them. Obviously, there are also those that come to me for coaching and are looking for accountability towards achieving their goals and they often have more clarity over what they want. But even so, we usually uncover something where they're not quite sure why they want it. And it turns out it's more of a should statement than something that they want. So I wanted to explore this concept of why we get to a place where it's so difficult for us to communicate what it is that we actually truly want and what makes us so conditioned to hold on to these should statements all of the time. So first of all, I'm just going to explain a little bit of the psychology of how that conditioning happens um, and how the brain works to get us there. But don't worry, it's nothing too technical. And then I will just suggest some statements for you to consider and think about how you can make a difference in your life by removing some of those shoulds and thinking a bit more about what you actually want. So it's inevitable, really, that over time we become conditioned to our environment and the expectations of society and our local community. The people we surround ourselves by help shape our views but with each of those inputs coming into our world, it means we compromise our thoughts and even our emotions. Nothing that we hold is pure. It's not come straight from ourselves. It's a mixture of what we've seen, heard and been witness to 
combined with our own internal thoughts and processes. And sometimes we can kind of lose sight on which bit is ours and what has come from our external environment. We lose sight of what is truly our own wants, needs, desires and feelings. Now, for some of you, you are going to be more empathic. And for those who consider themselves to be empaths, you will be more susceptible to taking on board other people's feelings and emotions. Now, we all can feel sad in an environment where other people are portraying sadness, but there are those among us who are true empaths and it will impact on them in a much greater degree. And it's those that need to be even more sensitive and aware to that and to be able to separate the two. So in essence, if you spend time with enthusiastic and energised people, you will feel that too in a way that makes it difficult to distinguish the difference between what is their energy and what is your own, which can certainly have its benefits. But there's also a consequence where you may take on feelings of stress and overwhelm and they're not yours. You may feel angry and not sure why you're feeling angry. And the reality is it's maybe someone else's anger that you have taken on board and it's something that you need to just let go of rather than an issue that you have to resolve. So on our life journey there are many twists and turns. We enter into different relationships, perhaps we become parents or we work in different environments, different cultures and we experience different things. Different things will happen to us, we will witness different things. And all of that shapes the way we think. And inevitably, we find ourselves compromising to fit in, to be part of a community. And it's a part of our survival instinct. Something else that, you know, is talked about quite a lot these days is the impact of social media is having. It's another really strong influence in our lives these days. But before painting it as the devil, we need to remember that we have always had these external influences, whether it was television or gaming or the radio or newspapers. Any form of media will shape our views. And not only, therefore, it's important that we are aware of the source of this information and how that shapes the messages that are being given. But we also need to consider our own identity and our own beliefs which come from inside us. There is only so much information that can be held in the conscious part of our brains. So every piece of information that it receives needs to be assessed. And the brain will assess, you know, what's important, what needs to be taken on board. And the brain acts as a kind of filing system and tidies all of that information away, something which I'd be really grateful for if I could have in my household. Anything that the brain receives that's considered not of value, it's forgotten, it throws it away. 
Anything that's not considered an immediate need is put into a store. And that information is blended into what already exists. And this also comes from if something, if a new piece of information comes into the brain that doesn't fit with what already exists, then it will also tend to be thrown out. That's why we struggle with changing our habits and behaviours because our brain naturally wants to reject it because this information is inconsistent and is therefore considered unreliable. So it doesn't allow it to enter into our store and we struggle to make those changes. So there's a lot more to the brain than that, but this is what's important to understand of and give some perspective on how natural and easier it is for our views and therefore our motivations and our actions to be influenced by external factors. Ultimately, we as human beings are conditioned to want to be part of a community. It's what keeps us safe. Being part of a pack defends us from our predators. If you are out there alone, you are an easier target. Or that's how we evolved. But the thing is, our world is moving much faster than our brains are evolving. This means we can start to conform or compromise to fit in with a community when it isn't necessary for our own safety. In fact, sometimes it can be detrimental to our own well-being. And then there's the part that not honouring our own thoughts and not recognising our own needs and wants and the impact that has on our well-being. The disregard of our own feelings and needs is what can lead to a lack of self-worth, and it also reduces our confidence. The difficulty is that this has kind of a snowball effect. So when we have low self-worth, we further ignore our own needs and our emotions. As we begin to believe that they're not as important as others, we devalue ourselves. We prioritise others' needs and wants over our own. We quash our emotions down and we get on with it. After a while, we're not even aware that we're doing it. And sometimes this can lead to us getting into difficulties where we haven't allowed ourselves to process our emotions. Our needs and wants are so undervalued that our self-worth is so low. And then they're not being recognised. So our internal system thinks it needs to shout louder. It needs to raise its priorities. So it starts screaming out in different ways. And we can see that in unhealthy psychological responses and even physical responses as well coming out in our bodies. So if I asked you now to tell me what you want in life, what makes you happy, what your true passions are, what would you come back with? How many would say, I don't know, or perhaps base it on someone else's needs and wants, such as, I want my kids to be happy. How many would say, I want to change my job, I want to take on a new challenge, I want a new adventure, or perhaps there's something else that you want to do, or even that you want to stop doing? And how many of you would 
quickly follow that up with a but statement? Who would come back with a whole series of, I can't because I should? I can't because it costs too much. It wouldn't work with the kids. My partner wouldn't like it. People would judge me. In many ways, it seems so much safer and easier to continue focusing on the shoulds. And we spend our days working towards those shoulds. We focus our energy on all of those things because we are conditioned to do what's right, what's right to fit in and to hide from what we really want. We don't allow ourselves to be seen and our uniqueness shine. And even worse, we actually berate ourselves with the shoulds. I should be better. I should do better. Even I should feel better. I should smile. I should be happy. I should do that task. I should enjoy doing it. Stop shoulding all over yourself. Forget what you should do. If it comes with a should, then perhaps you shouldn't. If you can turn your should into a want, then it becomes relevant to your well-being. If not, then it's time to ditch the should. Something like, I should clean the bathroom, is something I'd absolutely love to throw out of my list of chores. But I want to have a clean bathroom for obvious reasons, so then it comes down to choice. I do it myself in a way that limits the pain. For me, that's headphones on, listening to a book or a podcast, or I pump out the tunes. Alternatively, I could pay someone else to do it. So, do you know what you want? Not should, but actually want. I have worked with many clients who come to me feeling stuck or overwhelmed. They're not happy with how their lives are and they want more. But when I ask them what they want, they simply don't know. It's become such an alien concept of listening to themselves and their wants and needs that they're no longer sure what it is. And it takes a lot of time and commitment to get them back to their true self. Peeling back each of those layers that are other people's expectations of them or their own expectations of self having witnessed different things in their community and in their society, feeling obligated to take on a role, certain challenges, ways of behaving, that in the midst of that, it's very difficult to differentiate between who they really are, what they really want and what those expectations are that have been placed upon them. This is something we work through on the Reconnect programme. And we talk about reconnecting with values, understanding really what holds meaning for you, so that we can understand what sparks your desires, and really get to the bottom of what you want out of life, to help you move away from those shoulds. We really can at times drown ourselves with shoulds and challenging those beliefs that for a whole range of reasons we feel we can't do something differently. Another part of the challenge really is how many of you find yourself, if you said I want, that that would feel a little bit selfish. 
Do you feel uncomfortable about thinking of your own needs? How many of you would struggle with ending that sentence without hesitation because of feelings of being selfish? It seems that after spending a lifetime of compromising and trying to fit in, we somehow leave ourselves behind. So today I want, yep, I said it, I want you to consider what it is that you actually want to achieve in the next 12 to 18 months in your life. If you find yourself coming up with any buts, I want you to ignore them. If you find they won't go away, then write them down on a separate piece of paper, fold them up and stick them in the freezer or put them in a jam jar, take them outside somewhere where they aren't going to distract you from your wants. They can be put on hold and they can be dealt with later. If you start finding yourself shitting, I want you to see whether it actually needs to be a want. Otherwise, it's time to let go of those shoulds. Because if they're not a want, then they're not a need for you. Perhaps you'll come up against some limiting beliefs you have about yourself and you might want to journal on those and explore them a bit further. So anything that comes up around not being good enough to have something different, it's something that you can explore of where that messaging has come from, where it's originated from and and challenge what's being said there. Once you have your list, I want you, yeah, there it is again, to think about what you need to get these things moving. How can you make them happen for you? What do you need? You might also want to contemplate what obstacles you may face. And by contemplating those obstacles, you can prepare yourself now for how you will overcome them at that time, which means you won't become so overwhelmed with them. If you get stuck with anything, then as always, reach out and I will offer some suggestions of how you can move forward because it's time to stop shutting yourself and start working towards having the happier life. If you like this episode, please leave me a review. It will help me in reaching more people and help make this world a happier place. Don't forget to head over to my socials on Facebook or Instagram, connect with me and find the post about today's challenge to one, give yourself a hug for all you have endured, two, high five yourself for being the fabulous person you are and three, reach out and check in with someone who you know needs it. Thank you for listening to the Happier Life podcast. Tune in next week. If you've enjoyed this episode, ensure you hit subscribe, head on over to my website, happiercoach.com, sign up for the weekly newsletter and let me support you in living a happier life. I'm your host, Claire Deacon. Thank you for listening. Have a fabulous day.